from biking to parenting to coping during this terrible, terrible year, we cover it all on this week's episode of Parent Quest. My guest this week is professional BMX rider, podcast host, frontman of Good Guys in Black, and most importantly, one of the raddest dads around. It's Mr. Rick Thorne. Rick has inspired so many people in life to follow their dreams. He's based his life on staying rad, and he's put 110% into being a dad for his kids and helping them pursue the things that they love. I'm so excited for this episode, and can't wait for you all to listen to it. So, without further ado, here is Rick Thorne. It's kind of depressing that most episodes include, like covid and coronavirus but i mean it's the world that we're living in right now yeah i mean yeah i mean if you a lot of craziness with it COVID, for sure yeah uh, a lot a lot a lot of a lot of craziness with like just everybody you know there's so much different uh information about it and uh, yeah i mean it's kind of like you know I, I look dude you know i'm i don't live my life in fear there's lots of things to be afraid of dying mm-hmm. from you know if you want to sit around and, you know, uh, think of all the ways that you could die and be afraid of it day to day basis back. I, it's just, I just can't do it. Right. You know, during this whole, I'll just say it openly, you know, during this whole, uh, virus, um, scare, you know, COVID this, that, and that. I haven't stayed inside at all. Um, mm-hmm. exercise is important. Exercising my mind's important. Uh, uh, I'm a bike rider. So, you know, bike riders, we can go out and, you know, I don't, I don't need to be around anybody to ride. I'm right. my head. To me, uh, how I've lived my life years before COVID even existed was, uh, so I'm just jumping into this, man. Cause yeah, I like dude, this. Go ahead. Yeah. Is years before COVID even existed for me was sitting at home, watching TV, eating food and not out riding my bike or doing something with my life was killing my, my spirit and my soul and I, I, back then when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not going to stay inside. Um, I refuse to. Um, granted, uh, I respect other people's space. Right. Uh, and, and I respect other people's concern. I'm not saying I'm not concerned about it, but this is my life right now today, mm-hmm. you know? And I've gone outside every day for the last four or five months and I didn't catch COVID. Right. I'm not dead. I didn't give it to anybody. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, like granted, like I said, I haven't been around big groups of people, uh, uh, or, you know, uh, just, you know, I've been with my friends, but we go out and ride all the time. You know, we ride today, mm-hmm. but I just think that exercise is so important for anybody during this time or any time in your life, um, to exercise your mind. You know what, bro, just keep, keep your, uh, your, your spirit alive. Keep, keep focused on what you want to do with your life. Keep dreaming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Keep living, keep laughing, keep, cause some of this stuff they're telling you, you know, I don't know if it's true, bro. Yeah. Like TV, TV lies all the time. It's no secret. They've been lying for years. That's the number one way to lie to somebody. I, I talk, to me, I think people are crazy to believe what comes on TV and don't question it. Right. At all. To me, that's crazy. To me, it's like, just because someone told you something and it's on TV, that it, it, it has to be true. Right. I'm not saying it has to be false at the same time. But what I'm saying is with some common sense and some critical thinking, you can't help but go like, I don't know. Like, that don't really make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? That's all. 
Yeah. No, I completely agree with what you're saying, man, because my wife and I, we have, this is like a daily topic between us. It's like, well, this new article came out. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, yeah, there's probably some truth to it, but at the same time, there's another article over here that's completely contrasting what's being said in this one article. So like, who do you believe? I think the best thing to do is to use like common sense, good judgment and, and, you know, not maybe put yourself uh, in a high risk environment, but it doesn't mean that you can't go out and can't, can't enjoy exercise because think of this, like if we were all confined to our homes right now and constantly staying at home and not going out, like for you uh, being a professional athlete, not going out and getting the exercise that you need, like I guarantee you'd be in a state. We all need Yeah. Yeah. We all need it. I mean, depression, sitting at home, watching TV, eat, eat, watching the news, eating, getting out of shape. People start to get wasted more, drink more, get high more. You know, it's an excuse to like kick back. You're on unemployment. You're making more up unemployment. It's a little vacation for you, whatever. Right. Some people, some people probably think that I'm not Mm -hmm. saying everybody, some, some, I mean, I know, I know people that say they make more off unemployment than they did working. So they're stoked. You know what I'm saying? So they're <laughs> like, well, this is a cool little break. But you know, the, the thing, the thing that I look at it as, is like, you get what you think of most. You get what you think of what you say most. Uh, it's the way your subconscious mind works. It's no secret. Yeah. Your subconscious mind doesn't know right from wrong or not really right from wrong, but doesn't know like, like, high from low, hot from cold, rich from poor, energy, having energy to being tired. It only knows what you tell it. Mm. And it takes it literal 100%. So if all you're doing is sitting around and talking about politicians and coronavirus, and that's all you're going to see, and fear and sickness, that's all your eyes are going to see because that's all your subconscious mind is going to show you because that's all you've been talking about. Yeah. It goes back to brainwashing and mind control and all kinds of stuff. It's no, yeah. it's no uh, uh, secret, like, or it's nothing new, you know? It's like, to me, I just think that, like, if you sit around and you're talking about, you know, they're going to send you on a, t- it's going to be like a hamster in a cage. They're going to k- keep throwing you more and more facts and statistics and this and that and stories and this and that. And if that's all you're doing is chasing that down, do, I mean, that's what you want to do, do what you want. But for me, I, I choose not to. I, I, I know for a fact that I'm not going to catch COVID. I know for a fact that I'm not going to die from it. I know for a hundred percent fact, I won't. Mm-hmm. I, I say, I'll take that back. 99%. not hundred percent because I'm not afraid of things. There's a lot of other things in life that could happen to an individual. But what I'm focused on is I'm focused on being successful and providing for my family, right. living my dreams and not being blocked with all this fear and anxiety. They say, oh, oh, people are dying of anxiety. It must, yeah, that's from COVID. Because if you're sitting at home watching them on TV, getting all worked up and crazy and eating and you're out of shape and then you feel bad about yourself and you're, you know, you're, where, do I, where do I go? What do I do? I'm supposed to stay home. That causes anxiety. Mm, oh, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like for, you know, just, this is just works for me, man. You do, you can do whatever you want. It's your life. But for my life to keep ticking and for me to feel good about me, I have to be, you know, be smart, but I have to go out and I have to ride and I have to do my thing. And, and I have kids and I let my kids go do stuff. Yeah. 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 Not, not in, the be- in the beginning. I'm just being real. In the beginning, it was like, okay, let's hit the brakes for a second, especially with the kids. But for me out riding my bike by myself, it's like, what's going to happen? I'm by myself. None's going to like my mind doesn't think for me at least. I keep saying for me because I don't want people to get it twisted. 
I don't think if I'm out riding my bike by myself on the street that someone's going to come into my lungs and kill me. I'm a lot stronger than that. My body is a lot stronger than that. My mind is a hell of a lot stronger than that. So I see these fools walking down the street. I saw them on sunset yesterday. That dude had gloves <laughs> and a mask walking by himself. Yeah. And the only thing that I could think is if you're that afraid of this, shit, stay at home, <laughs> stay at home. Like, 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 like it's just, you're by yourself. You're walking by yourself. You got gloves on. <laughs> I'm just like thinking like, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. But I'm not telling anyone out there you should do what I do. Cause I don't want to hear any of that. Right. This is what works for me. You do what works for you. I think some people think it's like this force that's just waiting to attach to them. Like it's just lurking in the woods or, or down the alley or something. And eventually boom, you just, you got out of nowhere. <laughs> it's going to jump out and get you. Yeah. Actually it's, it's, it's no secret that fear controls people. Fear controls a lot of people. It's like, it's almost like the, the, you know, if you let a bully bully you around out of fear, then he's going to control you. It's like, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. And I'm not, and, I, and you know what, my, my, my thoughts and prayers go out to anybody that, that uh, is family member or contracted COVID, got real mm. sick or died or anything. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Right. For me, I, I, don't see, I don't see me being affected by, by uh, uh, COVID. And that's why I haven't been afraid of it at all. Right. I think you, you have the news to thank to induce that fear into people. Like you said, it, it exists. It yeah. is out there. Yeah. People it's been are getting affected by it. Right. But it's because people people hold TV in such a high regard, it's almost like if you're on TV, that it has to be like this. And like by being a person that, with, with all arrogance aside, with being a person that's been on TV uh, a big part of my life, it's like it's TV. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, it, it's not like it's, it's great, but it's not like it's the, uh, I think people just kind of hold it in such a high regard that if it's on television, then it, then it, it has to be true. And that's the number one way to contact people. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and your phone, obviously, but yeah. Anyways, I cut you off. What were you going to say? Uh, I don't remember. I just, I was about to spill my coffee and that would have been terrible. But so, so I want to go back, touching back on the family life, talking about your kids and stuff. Uh, during dude, I'm this sorry time. if I went too hardcore on COVID. That's hey, dude, it's totally all right. That's, I mean, listen, you're free to speak and, Especially your, I, just, your I, just, I just think there's a lot of other things like cancer and leukemia. Oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, this sounds this. I'm not trying to make a joke. OK, but like there's kids that die of di diarrhea. Right. Dehydration. Of, there's so many things in this world. And we've narrowed everything down to this. The coronavirus. Thing. Yeah. And then I'm like, but if you get it. I, I know a lot of people that said they've gotten coronavirus and then get tested. And I think they kind of personally want to say they got it so they could be like, I'm a COVID survivor. Right. I'm like, go get tested, dude. You might not have had it. You know, I don't know. Could have been common cold. I mean, they're linking it to almost everything. You got joint pain. It's probably the coronavirus. You hit by a bus. It's coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Cause the guy driving had anxiety. And anxiety was caused from Corona because he was watching Anderson Cooper on TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, uh, not to make a joke. I, I get it. It's a touchy. It's a tough. Listen, man. And just, I'm sorry to keep rambling. You're good, dude. It's a touching subject with a lot of people. I'm considerate. And I want to make this clear to anyone listens, just so you don't think I'm just inconsiderate. I'm considerate to people. I wear my mask when I go in the store. I like, you know, I'm, uh, 
I'm, I'm just saying for me personally, in, in my mind as an individual, I'm like, I'm good. And I think that should go for anyone. Like if you have a love for your fellow man, for your neighbor, or you love for, you know, the person next to you, then yeah, just be polite and wear the mask. Yeah. I'm not the guy like standing outside of like Ralph's going, I ain't wearing my mask. Yeah. You gotta wear, nope. I have my right. It's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I get it. I under, see for me, I understand everybody else's concern and anxiety with it or not everyone's, but a lot of people's, I totally respect that. Yeah. I respect that as, as, okay, cool. If this, I don't want, you know what I mean? But in my mind, I'm like, I think for me personally, I'm I'm stronger than that, and right. like I'll be all right, you know. Right. No, no reason to wear it while you're walking down the sidewalk by yourself. No, or like <laughs> I see some people wearing it in their car with like yeah. it looks like a girlfriend or wife. It's not an Uber driver because they're both in the front seat, and I'm like, yeah. this ain't making any sense. <laughs> like, it's, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, I saw of- something that I thought was funny. It said, "If coronavirus is so deadly." How come essential workers aren't dying off so quickly That's it, or dying man. off? I work in surgery every day. So, I, you know, and we get patients that are tested positive. We right. get patients that are not tested and we have to take precautions. But it's not, we're not, I mean, I think one of us out of the hundred plus people that have been there have been quarantined for two weeks. They tested positive according to the test. So, yeah. And I think, I think it does affect some people just like, a lot of other other sicknesses do unfortunately um i mean it's just it's it's crazy because you you uh just i don't know man it it a pass i think i i personally think that there's i mean i don't know like you could say you know anytime any okay listen anytime you question what you're supposed to believe without questioning you're considered a conspiracy dude a kook right. uh, whatever blah blah because you just don't buy into the fear right away and and be controlled by that um you know, it, it, it just always, it just, it just seems like anymore, it could be an agenda. There's some agenda behind this. And I think a lot of people know that, but what do you do about it? Like, like, even if I'm right, like, or you're right, or whatever, what are you going to do about it? Like, it's too far at this point. You're just like, you just got to ride it out. It'll go away. It ain't going to be around forever. And it, people are so worried about mandatory vaccinations and all this. I just had to have my son going into seventh grade, get his last shot, a, a mm-hmm. Tdap shot. All my kids are vaccinated. Uh, I was vaccinated. Um, uh, I don't think that like, I'm not, a, you know, like I'm fine. Like I'm strong, dude. I never even get sick. I don't get flu shots and stuff. But my point is, is that like, you know, I don't really know what my point is, but like, there's, there's this, this huge concern of like people be trying to be to be vaccinated and there's this agenda for that. And there's a lot of fear and, yep. and, and, and a lot, and that's the, this is what I'm trying to say. A lot of the fear brings a lot of the stories and a lot of the stories are false on both sides, whether it's the news or some dude on his phone or on the internet or whatever. And that's what creates the level of anxiety and fear with people. I think they start to like see something and then they respond to it and they react and it might not even be true. It might be just be someone's opinion. And then that gets blown out of proportion. Next thing you know, everyone's screaming this and making these, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like fear, fear creates the anxiety. And uh, that's why I don't have the news actually. I don't have cable. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Cause I would watch the news and I would be like, uh, sorry if I'll shut up here, but I'll just make it. Uh, I would watch the news and then I'd be like, Man, I'm paying for anxiety. And this is long before <laughs> this about a year and a half ago, before this whole COVID thing. I was like, man, I just feel like I'm always like paranoid and like mm-hmm. I'm trying to get more like 
afraid of stuff. I'm like, what the? And it was from the news just pumping that at you. Well, that's what the last, well, whenever this all started, say back in February or probably started before that. I don't remember exactly when it started, but the, the hospital, well, we don't have cable at our house. We have Netflix, Hulu, all this, all the streaming services, but that's all that is on the TVs at the hospitals, cafeteria, patients' rooms, the OR. It's, of course. It's just all CNN, Fox News, everything. And and that's all you take in at work. That's, that's the 10 hours I take in at work whenever I'm on my break or whatever is TVs are on and you hear all this stuff and then I get home and then maybe I'm off for like a four day stretch or something. And I don't hear anything, anything at all. And and I go back to work. People start talking about it, talk about it more. And, you know, it's just, I, I think the world itself would be better if we didn't have all this stuff, all the stuff that we're exposed to. I mean, just yeah, you know, I was in the hospital for 12 days last year. My lung filled up with blood. I slammed and, and I broke seven ribs and, I was I I didn't know I went like a solid day I just thought I broke a rib <laughs> I broke my T two, uh, my two T vertebrae was was fractured my clavicle bone was broken I broke seven ribs, and half of my blood was in my lung and at the time I was vaping and <laughs> I was like I was like running it and they're like how are you been living off one lung I'm like I don't know, and I ended up in the hospital for twelve days anyhow I don't vape anymore but anyhow, uh, the the T I was on TV bro. I couldn't watch it. It was like Jerry Springer, mm-hmm. Jerry, Jerry, yeah. Jerry, anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. Yeah. Turn news, anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. Everything was about anxiety and trauma, anxiety and trauma, anxiety, and trauma. Huh. No wonder everyone's tense and yeah. on edge, like flipping all the time. I'm like freaking out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like you're just like, like I can't watch this stuff, dude. Like, what's going on? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Like, and you know, I don't think I'm any better, and I, I don't definitely don't think I'm any worse. I'm just saying that, like, if you turn it off and 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 maybe take this time, like, to say, sit around, instead of sitting around, I don't know what people are doing. Honestly, I don't know what anybody's doing in their, in their house. I don't know. But if you are sitting around and you're afraid and you're this and that, you're not doing anything, maybe it's a good time for you to do something that you've always wanted to do. And it really looks, right. it's, it's really how you look at things, even in the eye of the storm, like, like, if you look at it like, okay, well, you know, this, you know, we can't go do this. We'll, we'll maybe open the door to go do this. Or we used to do that that way. Why can't we do it this way now? Just temporarily. Cause you, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's a positive to take out of it as well. I don't want to come off to where I'm super like aggressive and, and, oh, I'm so bad. So I'll never catch COVID and all that. That's not what I'm trying to come off as. I'm just saying I have a strong mind and a strong work ethic. And I think that, People might want to put themselves in uh, to do something that they've always wanted to do to still carry out and live their dreams because that's what life's about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. All right, Rick. Well, I appreciate you on here and we'll just leave it at that. I'm just kidding, dude. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you opened the can of worms with this COVID. <laughs> no, no. But I, I want to go back because you, you talk about doing things, taking time to uh, learn things maybe that you haven't learned or doing things you haven't done. Family life right now has been altered. We're, we're more confined to our homes than normal for you you've been doing things with your kids i've noticed on your instagram you've been doing cooking with the thorns making some sweet pasta yeah. with meatballs and stuff i enjoyed that video it was, it was great so like for your personal family life like what have you been doing with your kids what have you been doing do they even care about the hobbies that you like do they care about bike riding do they bike or do they do their own things now have they picked up any new hobbies during this whole thing well, like I said in the beginning, 
of you know this whole covid covid deal is uh, you know th- their friends couldn't hang out some of their friends their parents don't let them hang out yeah other friends will uh i don't mind my daughter staying the night or or them hanging out or going to the beach or go swimming in the pool and stuff i'm cool with it in the beginning like i said nobody was doing anything right it was easier for me to go out and ride my kids were confined at home and it sucked for them mm-hmm. as a kid yes 100 i would say it sucked um Okay, to answer one of the questions you asked me, do my kids like to ride and stuff? No, they don't. Okay. Uh, me and my son go ride on a bike ride. My son's a football player. Oh, cool. Um, he, uh, his dream is to be a fo- pro football player. It's his fourth year, full tackle. He's a wide receiver. He's a bad And I, I never was into football, and I love football now through him, and that's my favorite sport to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I support him 100%. My daughter's surfing. That's so, awesome. yeah. So even during COVID and she plays, she started to play volleyball. She's starting volleyball up. My kids have always been in sports and, and like always done stuff as, as like the cooking show. Uh, I've always cooked my kids, you know, I've been single eight years and I've raised my kids by myself in my house. Uh, and I had to learn how to cook. And so I just, you know, we, we've been cooking together for a long time. And just said, well, let's just start filming this and see where it goes and have mm-hmm. fun with it. Um, but, dur- but, during, but during COVID, I mean, you know, my kids, it's, it's been hard for children. It's been hard for parents, for the school, going back to school, they're going to be a homeschool. Um, it's, it's been the roughest, I think, in my house for kids, like I yeah. said, because even to this day, her best friend lives down the street and, and her mom will let her outside. Yeah. Even, even, even it's been five months. I'm like, it's rough. Yeah, even when you go out with one friend or a couple friends, it's not like they're going to go. It's not like they're going to see Billie Eilish, and yeah. they're at this big. You know, it's a couple friends at the park or the swimming or go go to the beach or whatever. Like you know, it's just we, what we would do during COVID though is like you know Santa Barbara, they never closed the beaches. That was just that was the L.A. County, so you, you're talking like when you're down in like Venice and Hermosa, Manhattan Beach, Huntington. Those are real populated. Santa Monica, there's a lot mm-hmm. of tourists, there's a lot of, but once you go north and you go to Santa Barbara, ain't near as many people, those beaches never closed. So we would go up there. That's nice. Yeah. Different counties had different rules about, about that. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty chill, but we, we found a way to make it work. I spent a lot of time with my kids. Yeah. Um, but they're getting older, dude. My daughter's going to be 14. My son's going to be 12. Uh, I know I only got like, four or five years left as a, as a, their, their childhood's done. Okay. The little kid years are done, right. obviously. I only got like three or four more years with my daughter. Just being real. Yeah. How does it make you feel? Sucks. It sucks as a parent because I know some people that have been parents and they'd be like, I can't wait. And I'm like, I've committed my life to my kids. Meaning that I didn't get involved with another woman. Uh, I, okay, I dated a girl for three months and a girl for one month in the last eight years. This girl started trying to tell me how to raise my kids later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather spend my time when I'm not with my kids out riding and doing my thing because I got a band, I got so much stuff. And then when I'm with my kids, I'm going to give them all of me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I did it that way. But how it makes me feel is it sucks because. I think, I mean, it doesn't suck, but like, they'll always be your little kids, you know? Yeah. But it's hard for parents 
there's a side that I never knew as a parent that I would feel right now. I see some of my friends, their daughter's like six, seven, eight years old. I'm like, enjoy it, man. Mm-hmm. It'll change. And, and I feel like their response is a lot like how mine used to be. Like, yeah, right. It ain't going to change. They love me. But it changes, dude. Yeah. And you, but you want it to at the same time. It's weird. It's like, it's like you don't want a 50-year-old living at home. You feel me? <laughs> but you don't want to push them out the door quick. Right. So it's kind of like a weird balance of like, dang, it sucks you're not little anymore. You're not as excited to be around me. We still love each other. We're still family. But you're growing as your own person. It's a weird balance. And, and it's for me, I'm 50, dude. I'm going to be 51 this year. And by not having a relationship, I've thought about this. What's next for me? Mm-hmm. I got no one to share my life with after they grow and go. I haven't built any relationship. I'm not saying that I can't. Right. But I'm just saying that, like, I get it now. Why, like, you're supposed to be together when you raise kids. Your kids go on, and then you got the rest of life to spend with, with your significant other or your better half and you know i but i chose this and i'm not saying that i I won't find a girlfriend or whatever (laughs) uh i got plans things i want to do anyways (laughs) but but that's what it makes me feel like bro sorry to ramble it just makes me feel empty you know a little emptiness yeah 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 chat away dude like this is seriously what it's about it's just open discussion and and right now i'm at the the point of i have a three-year-old and then we just had a baby back in may so she's congratulations yeah awesome thank you and so my three-year-old is getting to the point where i used to rock her to sleep we had this whole routine i don't know if you've listened to sparrow sleeps but they are uh, a duo that create lullabies off of modern punk rock and like stuff so they've got like oh yeah 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 Yeah, so it's that was kind of our thing and now she's kind of growing out of that and any any chance it's probably like super rare any chance that she lets me rock her to sleep i'll do that because you never know when's when's the last time you're, you're gonna rock your kid to sleep it's just you don't know when that last thing is going to be that you do that thing with them mm-hmm. or a uh, holder yeah yep Not i mean there's no there's no way now i mean this right. my daughter doesn't want to give me a hug half the time right she's just she's a teenager it's mm-hmm. it's 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 expected but it was hard and I, I get what you're saying bro yeah you're right like the last time you'll do something and you got to think in life try to do the best you can and that goes back to what we were saying earlier when's the last time you're going to get to do something right. for you and your life right when's the last time you're going to get to do something why are you letting anything hold you back see look I'll, I'll tell you a crazy story okay why i am the way i am and i'll try to make it quick when Dude. i was younger my mom she had a lot of problems with with Divorce, two kids, single mother, uh, two of her brothers died in car accidents. Uh, oh we're talking God. in the 70s. So women – thanks, man. Women, women were a lot different uh, in the 70s when it comes to opportunities, okay, 100%. And uh, she, we used to go to the graveyard, dude, because she was upset mm-hmm. and stay the night there. And I remember being a kid and being freaked out at first and mm-hmm. scared. Like, whoa. It went a lot. It was like four or five times or something, something like that. And then I started to go like, oh, this is where I'm going to end up. I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. I'm going for it. Whatever my dream is in my life, I'm going to go for it. I'm mm-hmm. glad that, that I went there. I'm glad my mom took me there. It changed my life, and that, it, that fire is still in me. So what I'm saying with, with what you were saying is, is you never know when the last time is you're going to do this with your daughter. We never know when the last time it is you're going to do this podcast yeah. or – 
do what you love to do or go ride your bike or go skate or whatever. And, 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 and my only thing to comment on earlier we were saying is don't stop doing those things because today could be your last. You don't know. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just struck, struck something to me, but yeah, I used to, same with my kids, man. Though the last time I'll be get to do something with them. And a lot of it is just like simple things of like going to the mall. Mm-hmm. My daughter's like, I don't go to the mall with my family anymore. I'm like, what? I'm talking about? Let's go to Trader Joe's. No. <laughs> wait, 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 what? You don't go to the mall? What? It's just the way yeah. it is, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm I I believe those days will be coming at some point. Um You got time though, dude. Threes, yeah. nothing, bro. Yeah. How is it a boy or a girl? They're both girls. Dude, daddy's girl's the best. Yeah. Here's the deal. Once they get I, I mean, I don't know. For my case, my daughter, when she turned about 12 and she started to go into the, the preteen years uh, and, you know, a woman's body starts to change, you right. know, and uh, that's when she leaned more towards hanging, wanting to be with her mother more. Right. Um, because it's girls, girl time, girl stuff, body and the, the things about what, you know, what girls, uh, girl are, you know, the, yeah they're just well well yeah they're they're made different than the men and 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 so that was hard for me at first because yeah so at that time did you focus more on your son i mean did that yeah there's always been sorry to cut you off there's always been a competition between them two but (laughs) but 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 it's, it's it's healthy but i think by being a single parent it's something that they started to do early on because they always wanted to get your attention. Mm-hmm. So they would be fighting for your attention, even though you're giving them both all of your attention. They don't know that in their minds or kids. Right. So they're like, I think deep rooted, deep inside, they compete for that. Even though I'm not giving one more attention than the other. I've told my, my daughter used to go, I'm the best. Tell me I'm the best. I was like, no, because be equal. I, I treat you the same. I discipline you the same. I do the same things for you. You guys are equal to me. I'm not going to pick favorites, but I think deep inside they love each other. They just have a real healthy competition for one another, you know? Um, so did I, did I focus more on my son? I, I wouldn't say focus more because I gave him all my attention. Right. We would just not do things as all three of us anymore. Like, Hey, you guys want to go on a bike ride? Natalie would say, I don't. I'd be like, are you sure? Yeah. Kendra, do you? Yeah. All right. And then it became that just me and him would go on the bike ride. Yeah. And then it became like, okay, well, cool. This is our bonding time now. Mm-hmm. That's what this is turning into. Yeah. A 30-minute bike ride around the neighborhood. Talking, advice, lecturing, joking, laughing. That's our time. Okay, cool. Before it was all of our time. Now I got to find a different time for my daughter. It's just right now, she's not really letting me in yeah. with that. She's more open with her mother, which is yeah. cool. I'm glad. You know, uh, it's just, uh, it was hard. Yeah, yeah, it was. So I was kind of more the baby about it, <laughs> you know, because I didn't have anybody. I'm like, right. oh, you know, <laughs> no girl, I ain't going out with nobody. My kids don't want to hang out with me neither. I'm like, dang. Yeah. And now, like, I'm a solid rider, soldier forever, but I'm like, dudes want to ride. If they can't ride, then you end up riding by yourself. Like, like dang. Yeah. You get lonely, man. You I, know? I, I kind of get, I mean, I kind of get that. I, I get what you're saying. And, and so have you been, you've been riding yeah. a lot more lately. I mean, you're, you said you're going to ride this evening. I mean, I never stopped riding okay. even during all the ups and downs of riding, even from the, 
injuries from the like not having anything to like the X Games to like to, to this to that to getting divorced and losing this and starting over and blah blah blah. I never stopped writing. It's your therapy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think through through all the uh, through through everything, being able to express yourself is. And it goes back to what we started this whole conversation with, and I have to keep throwing it back to that. <laughs> Dude, you're good. No, 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 no. You, you, you have to uh, constantly express yourself. And when you're someone like me that, that's, that's, that's built their life around that, uh, I have to do it every day, yeah. you know? Not just for, like, a photo shoot or not just for a contest or not just for an opportunity. It's, like, it's me. It's who I am. Yeah. It's what yeah. you do. And, uh you know, being from that generation uh, of, of bike riders, of like, it's just what you do. You know, you have to do it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I, and and before, I'm not going to keep you here too much longer because I think I said 30 minutes. I just want to fanboy about one thing here. I believe that the first time that I really saw you ride was on Tony Hawk's Gigantic Skate Park Tour back in like 2002, 2001, I think it was. Was it live? It was a series. They had it on ESPN. And I, I, don't, oh, think, yeah, I, I don't know that. if you were on the whole thing, but you were on there for a couple of episodes. On, yeah, they had it was on different legs. Like I did, they had East Coast and West Coast, and they split right. us up. Whatever. Yeah. Can you just, I mean, if you can reflect on that, just take a minute to remember that that event. How was it being on tour with like 15 different incredible athletes just going from skate park to skate park? That, that's got to be like a kid in a candy shop for you. We had done so many tours already before that, right? To where you had layered your work and met people and, and then the X games were out. And then we all, we all kind of had like during that era of like X games being on TV and, and all eyes were on us and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's, there's a certain kind of level of like professionalism to certain different types, different types of riders, meaning that like everyone there was a professional, right? Meaning that everyone there was going to try to do their best in the demos Everyone else was there was going to ride. Everyone else there got along. We were all kind of like, like, uh, we're all kind of like alike, a lot alike, mm -hmm. you know, um, in that aspect. So hanging out with everybody was, was fun. The, the, the fact of being on the road with Tony Hawk, for one, and I forgot who else was on that tour. I remember like Jason Ellis. Mike, but, yeah. Um, Mike Escamilla uh, was on yeah, there. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. And you had uh, Steve was on there for a little bit, Bam Margera, um, Chris yep. Markovic, a bunch of people. Yeah, see, we all got along. We we all we all kind of had the same need for that expression. So, for for us to like, you know, when we go do the demos and stuff, the the number one priority was to stoke everybody out. At least that's mm -hmm. what I thought. So you'd we'd be pulling up to do do a demo, and everyone like you know, at least me and me and Valeli especially, we'd have mm -hmm. our headphones on, get locked get in, amped. get on. Yeah. And when you go out there and ride, it's like you know the crowd's there, but you're just still focused on pulling your stuff. Um, it was a complete honor. Any work that I've ever done with Tony has been a complete honor. I started doing shows with him in 1992, I think, mm -hmm. at uh, state fairs and stuff. It was me, Hoffman, uh, Tony. So, so I was really proud of the fact that Tony had gotten, you know, even to this day, you know, he's still killing it. But it had gotten to that level where he, you know, it was a super compliment for for him to ask me to do his tour. Yeah. it's it's pretty gnarly to see that all of you guys are still riding today like just to see that you all haven't stopped yeah i just think i just think that we're from that era of like 
And I'm not saying kids today aren't that way because mm -hmm. I'm sure over time, over time we'll tell who hangs with it and who doesn't. Um, but I just think from our generation, I just, I just interviewed Tony for my podcast. I have a podcast called the Rick Thorne show. Mm -hmm. And I was asking him, I was like, you know, dude, like I'm constantly like riding, looking for that, like next rad thing every day of my life. He's like, dude, that's what I've been chasing my whole career. It's like, you never feel like, yeah, you did all this stuff. You never feel like you made it. You feel like what's next. Mm -hmm. And like, you're still looking for that, like that, what trick can I pull to make me feel good about myself? It's weird. It's at least for me, that's like yeah. a, that's why you do it. So yeah, man, it was cool, man. And, and you're not fanboying at all, man. That meant that tour meant a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. And, and I think we knew that, but at the time we were just with our friends having fun and we didn't really realize what the impact, at least me, I didn't really realize what the impact would be with people, uh, and we just went out and did our thing. And I'm glad that it inspired a lot of people. You know, that, that's what it's about. Yeah. That that tour itself and the, especially the X Games during those years. And, and today X Games are still very strong. But for me, yeah. that kind of influenced me into wanting to skateboard more. And, and being a part of that, that, let's say lifestyle, but just being involved in extreme sports. Because my brother grew up always playing basketball, baseball, football, and stuff. And I tried, and that stuff just never stuck with me. It never did. Actually, you put I put my foot on the skateboard, and that was it. Like that yeah. was something I loved. And seeing you guys push the sport, especially during those years of, of biking and, and skateboarding, I tried biking. I suck at it, man. I'm really bad at it. But pushing the extreme sports and that scene in general was just so influential with me, and it stuck with me to today. It's like it's still part of my life. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's rad, dude. And just to comment on that, like, it is a lifestyle. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, like, like what I'm facing with my son, I train with my son a lot. I go play catch with him. Uh, I got him in speed training. I got him in, we go riding. We, we, we do push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups at home. We, we yeah. exercise all the time. But in order for him to do what he loves, he needs at least one more person. But in order to actually play the game, he needs a whole team. Right. He needs a coach. He needs all this stuff, which is awesome. But on the flip side, being a bike rider and the reasons why I go out every day is that I don't need anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a different kind of concept. So it, it, it truly is a lifestyle of like waking up each day, going to ride or skate and find something new, uh, challenging. Every day is an adventure. And that's what keeps it so, at least for me, like keeps it so exciting to just go out and try to find a new curb to hit, a new curb to jump, a new wall to ride, anything. And uh, you're right, bro. And I'm glad you skate. It's good for you, bro. It's good. Yeah. And then other sports are good too. It's just team sports, you know, right now team sports are very difficult, yeah. you know, for kids to play. So anyhow, um, that's, that's cool though that you skate. Keep doing yeah. it, bro. I appreciate yeah. It. All right, Rick. I, I, I am I don't know, dude, I'm speechless right now. I just want to say thank you so much for hopping on here, dude. <laughs> Off the record, and I'm not going to keep you on the phone. You're good. I'm trying to be, uh, or you can put this on. You can keep going. Yeah. Everything I do is from a positive disposition. It's all about staying rad. And 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 I just want the message, the motivation, you know, of like to live out your dreams. They are possible. I'm like a poor white trash kid from Missouri, <laughs> borderline. My parents worked in factories. I'm being real. Like I found bike riding at a young age. I followed my dreams. I didn't give up on myself. And that's the whole thing is to not give up. And so, you know, that's everything I try to do is stemmed around that and, and any kind of motivation. So any, any way this interview could come off like that, I'd appreciate it. Cause I'm not negative about COVID. I'm not trying to tell people to say, 
oh, F COVID, it's nothing important. Go out and do your thing and live your life. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying for me personally, that's how I live my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just yeah. wanted to come across like that so there's no backlash from fools saying, oh, yeah. you, you don't care about COVID. You don't care about my mom. She passed away. I'm not saying that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, this yeah. day and age, there's people that, will, that do that. And it's sad, but yeah, totally get where you're coming from. And, and you know I, what I mean, though, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty punk rock about things. I'm pretty, I've sound super defensive and I don't mean, it's just my tone. Yeah. I don't, I'm just saying like, I'm very take a stance kind of guy. So yeah. I just don't want people to get it. If it comes across that way, don't put it in there. You could. If it means anything to you, it didn't come across me once this way while you were talking okay, to me. So yeah. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Do you have anything awesome. coming up? You got any, I mean, your, your band, uh, good, good guys in black. You yeah, like right now with them. Well, the music. Well, okay, like right now we're working on a new song. So, a couple of dudes in my band, they're afraid to get together. Yeah. So, like, what we've done is we've been able to record them. They've recorded their individual tracks. Put it together. We'll send it to my producer, and now we're gonna go into the studio and I'm gonna lay vocals to this new song. So I keep writing song after song instead of writing like one record mm-hmm. or one album. I got a new music video coming out. Um, and a new song and I'm getting ready to do this thing with punk rock karaoke. If you've seen like, you know, they'd make these videos for Instagram and online. I did a, a Fugazi one. And then I did uh, uh, for, for friends of mine in Hollywood, the work of the Viper room. And then we did, then we did one with the bass player from suicidal tendencies. that used to be my bass player in good guys in black. We did a suicidal tendencies song. And now this, this song next is going to be a, a sex pistol song okay. with these guys. Yeah, a punk rock karaoke. And that's like Greg Hudson from Bad Religion, um, uh, Darren Pfeiffer from Goldfinger, they, they, uh, Randy from uh, Pennywise. And so you know how they have like the, the five videos and everybody. Yeah, yeah so that, that's the next thing I'm working on. That's going to be pretty awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's cool. pretty cool. Yeah where, yeah. where can people find you on the interwebs? Like if you wanted somebody to check out what you're doing in life or, or what you've done in the past, what would you suggest people go look at? The best way to find me is Instagram at Rick Thorne and it's T H O R N E. And then I have all like, even though I have websites or Instagrams for my band, good guys in black and my podcast and whatever, I usually promote all through that or my website, rickthorne.tv. That's probably the best way. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was an incredible honor to have Rick Thorne on here. I, dude, you have no idea how excited I am. Especially going back and editing this episode and just listening uh, to what he had to say. Like, it was totally awesome. And I thank you for coming on Parent Quest. Uh, so you listeners can head on over to Instagram. You can check out Rick Thorne on there, at Rick Thorne. Uh, you can also check him on the interwebs at rickthorn.tv and uh, just you know send him a hello tell him you're thinking about him as for me you can head to anchor.fm forward slash parent quest there's a button on there that says send voice message and send me a voice message I want to hear you on the show I want to hear your questions I want to hear your thoughts concerns suggestions anything promotions whatever you have going on any projects going on I would love to hear from you that's anchor.fm forward slash parent quest and obviously you can follow me on twitter instagram facebook blah 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 parent quest search for it I'm on there with that said 
feel like I can say with confidence that this quest has been 